see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They've been the all day, but so it's fun. They have each other's bags, and today is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of libraries, where it always starts. The stacks so much more than either of them thought. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and the Goya, it's second to none. Hello. All right. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of In the Stacks with Barry and Latoya and T'Challa. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. I saw that you did not prep for for this week, Barry, and also you're the reason why we are recording on Saturday and not Thursday. So, That's true. tell our audience why. Because I'm, I'm busy. I got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> so Thursday, it would have been just t terribly inconvenient to me. I wouldn't have been able to eat until like 7.30 or something. I have to go to bed at 10. Mm, Lord. So we had to bump it back to Saturday. Plus, this allows uh, T'Challa to be here. Well, that is true. That is and the good That's a segue into what mm -hmm. I start with first. Okay. Well, as long as it doesn't rain on my parade, because I took time to prep. So go ahead. Well, I haven't even looked to see what you have on yours, but um, mm. uh, T'Challa and I were on the couch mm. scrolling through the news. I, I think you're taken from my topics, but okay, go ahead. And, you know, T'Challa, named after, of course, uh, Prince T'Challa, uh, mm -hmm. Black Panther films and comic books. And, uh, yeah, Chadwick Boseman died. Yes. Died on, uh, by the way, Jack Kirby's birthday. Oh, wow. Now that's even more yeah. interesting. Yeah. And, uh, and he was only 43. Yes, he was. And so what was interesting, too, um, we didn't find out. Um, we were still playing Animal Crossing until uh, I think it was like after two in the morning. And so Gwen had, you know, like shut hers down and stuff. And she was on her phone and she was like, Black Panther died. And my brother and I stopped and like, we're like, what are you talking about? She's like, you know, the actor who plays Black Panther died. And so he immediately Googles it. And I mean, it was it was the weirdest feeling because, yeah, I mean, in 2020, I was listening. I've been listening to um, some, I guess, terrestrial um, radio while I've been um, when I go over to their house and there's a, a commercial that comes on that where the commentator basically said, who knew that the, our biggest concern in 2020 would be surviving 2020. Um, and so that was kind of running through my mind as well as the fact that, you know, here we go, Black Mamba, who, you know, Kobe Bryant, 41, died this year. And now, yeah, Black Panther, uh, Chadwick Boseman at 43, and it was colon cancer. Yeah. And I was reading that they apparently, like, even before he started filming his first appearance in any of the Mar uh, Marvel movies, that he, you know, he was stage three at that time. By the time that he finished up, the I guess the last of the movies that he was in, he was already a stage four. Yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, so then I was picking on Gwen. I was like, you know, what is it? Would you white people taking stuff away from us? 
<laughs> um, it's like you just always bring in bad news. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it's kind of making light of the situation, but it just felt like, you know, it's just been a shitty ass year. Yeah, it really has. And, but um, I mean, it hurt. It like I mean, I had to stop for a while and was like, "This is insane." And I mean, it was sad. I immediately thought, "Oh my gosh, what about the next Black Panther movie?" Yeah. But, but I'm like, you know, he did such a great job in it. And I mean, yeah, I've I read some of like the tributes that different actors were posting, and it was like, yeah, I mean, he was just a solid actor. You enjoyed yeah. him on the screen, and I mean. I immediately thought about the fact that like when we one of the several times I saw um what is it Endgame in the theaters you know when they when basically Black Panther and stuff makes that appearance in it you know someone in the audience yelled out Wakanda forever you know and it just yeah. it it feel it's sad given the social climate especially since you know it's like with so much social unrest and this for me was like the one really positive black Marvel character that had a signature movie. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The one black superhero that was like, you know, Hey, it's Wakanda, they're advanced technology, they're black people they're you know, so it was, yeah, seeing African-Americans portrayed in a more favorable light. Um, so I, it, yeah, it was really, really sad. Yeah, it was, it was shocking. I mean, I, you know, I mean, when Kobe Bryant died, I was like, wow, that's surprising, you know, uh, things like that. But yeah, when uh, when I saw the news about Chadwick Boseman, I mean, I, I felt um, much more upset than I generally am by celebrity deaths. Mm -hmm. um, I think part of it was just it was so totally unexpected. Right, right. Yeah, we didn't know that he was suffering from colon yeah. cancer. I saw um, a, a brief part of an interview that's going around this morning mm -hmm. where somebody was saying, you know, it, you know, you looked really tired. Um, you look really exhausted, you know, because you, you went straight from Black Panther to this other movie to two more Black Panther appearances in those Avengers movies. So they said that, you know, you must have bulked up, slimmed down, and then bulked up again all within the price, all within like a year. Mm -hmm. And um, and they and he like nods and he he's like, obviously he is exhausted. And he yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He says, you have no idea how difficult it's been. He says, but eventually... He says, once I live through this, I'll, I'll talk about it. Um, wow. And it's obvious that he was referencing his. Right, exactly. Now, you know. And I mean, because I know that right before all the COVID stuff or whatever happened, I had planned to see the, a movie he was in, 21 Bridges, I think yeah. it was. And yeah. I didn't I didn't see it. So now I'm like, oh, well, I definitely want to see it. Um, but yeah, it, I was going to say, I was going to see it in the theater. And right. Stop. You know. And then I felt like, so, you know, like I've told you before that I, now that I've basically seen Endgame like three or so times that I can't watch the movie again because it, it just means so much to me, the, the death of Iron Man and, you know, kind of the ending of that, that whole run in the MCU. Um, but it almost like it, it was likened to you telling me Iron Man died you know, or, you know, Robert Downey Jr. dying. It's like that it just, it's unreal. It feels very uncomfortable. And it's, I mean, yeah, it was definitely not the news I thought I would, you know, would have heard as I was getting ready to, you know, drive home and go to bed at three o'clock in the morning. So um, certainly 
thoughts and prayers go out to his family. Um, I didn't realize he was married and stuff. I read an article that, you know, his, his wife and family were by his side. And um, I know they did an, ex an excerpt from when he had done, I guess, an interview about playing Black Panther. And he had talked about, like, there were two terminally ill boys or something who mm -hmm. had basically said, you know, this is all, you know, they wanted to, to make it in order to see the movie and they died before the movie. So it was almost a little bit of foreshadowing, you know, because during that time he already knew he had colon cancer. Yeah. So, you know, and he just said, you know, he didn't really understand why it was such a big deal um, until he realized ultimately, yes, the impact of the movie and, and what it means to, you know, basically the african-american community and that kind of thing but he had said you know he had to remind himself of what it was like the things that were important to him when he was a child you know and i don't know it just yeah it 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 was a surprise but again it's like well what else you know it's it's 2020 so everything is upside down yeah and you know of course obviously i haven't been around any of uh you know the kids from school yet but mm -hmm. Um, I just remember when the Black Panther movie was out and mm -hmm. afterwards, I mean, the huge impact it had on them. Yeah. Um, it, I, it was, it was massive. I, I, I mean, did, yeah. I didn't have to explain to me then that, that Wakanda was not a real place. <laughs> That's not surprising. But, um. <laughs> but beyond that, I mean, they, it was, it was very important to them uh, to feel like they had their own superhero. Yeah. And, um, because even though I love the Black Panther show and stuff, I mean, it's just not the same. I mean, they love seeing an, an African nation yeah. you know, portrayed the way it was. Exactly. And like I said, it boils down to the, to the portrayal. We were portrayed as intelligent individuals uh, who were protecting the earth kind of thing and holding on to technology so that it wouldn't fall into the wrong hands. And, you know, so, yeah, it was definitely a different type of of superhero movie um i am so grateful that it is a marvel movie and they had done such a fantastic job with the movie itself uh, the mm -hmm. casting was i mean it was just it it was amazing um and so it's really sad like i i don't know if they'd even started filming any of the second one um obviously because of covid and all that but yeah i don't know but you know and, and, and yeah i mean it sounds almost you know callous to talk about it but i do wonder what they'll do with the character um if they'll just i, I assume they'll recast it which i mm, <laughs> you know i feel very i don't know i feel really weird about it yeah i mean i, I saw a couple of people saying maybe they should just let the character die in the mcu and just make films about shuri or you know in the comics for a little while shuri was the black panther um, okay okay t'challa was believed to be dead and she took it over well then that would be i think that that would be the classiest way of handling it yeah um, that might be a, a good way of doing it because I mean, yeah I, I see here on the headlines top stories yeah it says from the mirror six hours ago marvel fans urge studio bosses not to recast chadwick boseman in black panther 2. um yeah I'm, it's, i just i just can't see it as a different black actor yeah. um or just hand, a different person, for that matter. <laughs> well, yeah, and maybe, maybe if you give it time, you know, obviously right now it's so fresh. Um, but, I mean, I do think that the character 
deserves to, you know, continue to inspire and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it, right now I think it would feel very strange to, to do it. Well, the anticipated release date was supposed to be May 6th of 2020, 20, sorry, 2022. So, you know, that leads me to think that they had not really done anything with it yet. Um, and certainly with COVID stuff, there's, you know, so, um, oh, cool. Thanks for sharing that. Is that the. That was how Shuri looked when she. Oh, so I mean, but you know, again, because of the way Marvel is, I mean, I feel like that just the whole franchise is certainly very in, enduring, you know, you've got all this stuff from the comics and, you know, people, do, I mean, the different movies do that where they sample different pieces, follow whatever timeline that they feel like they need to follow. And so right. I think that what you suggested would certainly be the most logical um, transition in the movie. And I would hope that they're not too far into it. Um, the, the, you know, the pre uh, production that they can't make these types of changes now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did. I truly say it's like the, again, and you know, here we are, season twelve, and it is twenty twenty. Of course, our season wow. opener, we talked about the passing of our biggest fan, and then now it's like, it's just, it's, it's sad. I mean, I. So you know, I tend to kind of shy away from watching just news. You know, right. I'll watch it in a more palatable way. And, but in the mornings, my, I have basically kind of like my, my news briefing or whatever that um, my echo spot will go through. So I select, like, I hear um, a little bit of history, you know, so like this day in history. And then I'll hear the top stories from Reuters, followed by NPR, followed by CBS Sports Minute. And then I get people, and then it ends with Trevor Noah. And so it's about like 20, 25 minutes, you know, so I basically set my alarm at 1030 with the intent of being in the office by 11. Uh, but this week it was talking about obviously the, the continued violence <laughs> that is happening. And he noted that with this recent big issue, I forgot what state that one was in um anyway Wisconsin. yeah or something like that where it was just powerful and in, in that he was pointing out you know he's like people were pointing at who the shooter was people were you know i mean if it was kind of that that whole conversation around if this person was a black person they would have already been shot and or killed but yeah. this caucasian individual was able to walk through the streets and I mean, it just, it's like these types of things that make me really uncomfortable. And it also makes me frustrated because I, you know, I guess for me, I felt like, weren't we past this kind of chaos? Um, aren't we supposed to be more intelligent, more, more cultured, more, just more? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, as an, as a person of color, um, as a person of mixed heritage i just i don't you know i'm like when i look at a person i don't just see their color like i know we've talked about it before if i don't like you it's not because of your specific colors because you're an asshole or i just think you're stupid right. so um but yeah it's it's been i don't know 
It's been crazy. And of course, this week also was the Republican National <laughs> Convention. Yeah. Oh, just, oh, it's, it's, it's a lot. Well, I think, well, two things to say. One, I, you know, and not for me personally, because actually from a personal standpoint, this hasn't been that bad a year, but um, I, this has to be in my lifetime, at least the, the worst year for the world. Yes. Remember. Um, I mean, there's so, it seems like every day is something else awful. Um, and not that much brightness for the world. Right. And the other thing, uh, that I wanted to say is that, um, yeah, I, I agree with you totally about, you know, we thought we were past this and everything. I think there's one of two things happening. One is that this is the last gasp of all, all these old white racists who felt so threatened by the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. Now, damn it, they're going to swing everything back as hard as they can to the other side before they die. And hopefully things will be better. Um, I will say that, like, at my school, I mean, there's so much that is uniting. I mean, the white students and the black students are all about Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no question about it. Um so maybe the next generation will be better. And what we're seeing now is just this overreaction from these terrified white people. Um, or the other thing that could happen is this is the beginning of the end. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Because there, there are a lot of young racists in their 20s and 30s now who have a long time still to live, who feel very emboldened by what's happening right now. And maybe, I mean, I could, I, I hate to say this because I hate to think of leaving T'Challa in this kind of world, you know, but um, I could see the United States breaking apart at some point in the next century, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I completely agree with you. And I mean, you, I know you know that that was a big consideration for me when it was time to determine whether or not I was even going to have kids. And even yeah. back then, I was like, I don't want to raise my child in the the world as it was starting to turn. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, I I feel fearful for like T'Challa and even my nephew and my niece that it's like you guys are growing up in a world that's just it's it's hard. Um, and, and I agree, but you know, if there's any chance of of changing that awful future, people who are kind and um, informed, reflective, you got to have kids because the stupid people, they're breeding like rats. Well, that's, <laughs> oh my God. Um, that is very true, I mean, though. I hate to say it, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, our only chance are people like white chocolate and T'Challa, and mm-hmm. they can do something in the future, um, which is a lot of pressure on you, I know. But, uh, but I mean, the stupid people, they're breeding. Well, I mean, but and I do think you're right, though. I mean, it, it wasn't until essentially 2020. I mean, certainly a little bit once Trump came into office. But, you know, I am no longer a quote unquote Christian. I'm agnostic. But I did start to think about, are we in end times? Because shit is getting real, you know? Yeah. And I mean, like you, like you said, it's in our, in our lifetime, 2020 as a year by far it has been like the worst for the world not to say that there have not been periods in the past right, right. where you know 
but just in its entirety, the, the issues that we're dealing with, the health stuff we're dealing with, the economical stuff we're dealing with is unlike any other period of time. Additionally, we're, you know, we're post a bomb. So, you know, it was very different before they couldn't, you know, catastrophically blow up the whole planet back then. Um, So yeah, it is, it's very different. And I agree with you that it is, it is possible um, that we as in the United States will break apart because no great civilization stays great for the, its entire run. Yeah, right. you, know, you think about how great China was or, you know, just even the British, that kind of thing. And it's like yeah. everything has a season. We the just have, huh? <laughs> yeah, the Romans, exactly. The Incans. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's like we happen to be or have we, you and I and even T'Challa in some sense have been a part of, you know, kind of maybe that last gasp of you know us being able to stay together i mean i know that there's certainly plenty of people different countries that would be excited for the u.s to break apart oh yeah um but it's 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 again the whole thing while you were talking i was i was just thinking about you know the climate and how this stuff as far as the social issues um have been able to kind of come rear its ugly head and i'm like you know it I actually, it's good I wasn't talking because it was actually starting to, to, to tear up because I'm like, you know, there is so much about even my own history or just so much about history that isn't taught in schools. You know, uh, I watched something where they were talking about how ultimately, I don't know if it was John Oliver, where it was like, you know, you as, as late as the 1950s in Mississippi in the textbooks, they were still talking about, they were still in the sense romanticizing about slavery. And they're yeah. saying, oh, you know, and the, the you know, they had, um, African-American people had their, their, you know, they got to live on the plantation and they did chores. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's like chores. <laughs> um, but I mean. Many of them took pride in their work. And- right. But I mean, I sat there and I thought I was like, oh my God. I was thinking back to the things I was taught and to the fact that, yeah, there were pieces of history that were just kind of glazed over or skipped altogether. Um, And I just, I I don't know. I mean, I felt frustrated. Um, I remember in eighth grade history, because I got an award for Georgia history um, that year. um, And I thought about how at even at that time they were still trying to pose the whole well the civil war wasn't about slavery it was yeah. about states rights and then you know it's like as I sit and think about it it's like that's bullshit <laughs> you know I mean you can wrap it in a different package and call it it was about states rights but overwhelmingly it was about slavery <laughs> i mean in the document in which they the, the secession document expressly mentioned slavery right oh. and i mean and and to just you know it's like when you think back to the founding fathers and and you know i i know it's kind of a slippery slope but you know we we edify we we you know, look at these people like these amazing individuals. Some, I mean, they were pointing out even like with George Washington, it's like the dude owned slaves at 11. 
<laughs> you know, he was 11 years old when he had his first slave and he was not necessarily, he was, he was not about wanting to change his life style or the way he was raised. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, well, it's, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. This week, um, you know, my American lit kids, we actually read the, um, declaration of independence. Mm-hmm. Right. And we were looking at it from the standpoint of rhetoric and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we read the whole thing, uh, one of the things that I um, pointed out to them, I said, everybody remembers. There are two things everybody knows from the Declaration of Independence. One is life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Right. Other is um, the whole every, uh, everyone is created equal, right? And later on in the same document, in the Declaration, okay? Mm-hmm. And one of the 28 reasons why we need to break up with England, one of them is, is that the, um, the king has basically stirred up the, the savage uh, Indians whose um, means of warfare is to kill every woman, child, and, you know, baby. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, so I said, let's look at this. I said, everybody remembers every man's created equal. But in the same document, Thomas Jefferson refers to the Native Americans as savage killers. Mm-hmm. Says they want to kill every man, woman, child, and baby. Nobody remembers that. No, of course not. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, we're very selective in the parts of history or the parts of anything that we yeah. choose to remember. And yeah, it's it's almost not to say it's like a brainwashing thing, but it's like, oh, don't look at this. Uh, don't look at the underbelly. Look at this right here. Um, and, you know, that's what's been taught. That's what's been um, it just I was I, something else I was seeing that where is like during Reformation that things started to improve for African-Americans. They were actually, um, in some cases, were in, like, Congress and stuff. And then, of course, you know, it's like, by the end of that, everything had almost, you know, reverted back to, you know, <laughs> separating the, cla- the, the, the um, races and blah, blah, blah. And, and I just, as much as I used to be a history buff when I was younger, I've shied away from it in my adulthood because it's just painful. I think there's so much to that it's the whole ignorance is bliss thing. And I think I say that quite frequently. I'm like, in, in some cases, I just, I can't. What, you know, it's like, if I unearth the, the, the stuff that's there to unearth, um, you know, if I go down that, that rabbit hole and kind of like if I was to read the, the 1619 Project stuff and I'm like, I, I don't know if I would be a sane person by the end of it, I would be very angry. And I'm like, what do I do with that vitriol? Um, and I mean, I, sure, it's, I guess, just a horrible way out of looking at it, but it's a lot. I mean, the, <laughs> I told you I watched the, I think I suggested that you watch the thing that was covering basically the various presidents and the things that our president, some of our presidents engaged in. You know, even the specifics around Vietnam and it's just, it's incredibly crazy. We like to say, oh, other countries are more barbaric and they, you know, even with China and how they deal with, you know, human rights and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, it's like, if you take a closer look, we've had atrocities that we just don't talk about 
or that's yeah. not deemed important enough to include in the textbook. But it's like if we if we fail to inform people, educate people, we're doomed to repeat the very same mistakes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's woof, it's been a, an interesting time. I didn't <laughs> I didn't think I'd be that um emotionally <laughs> charged with that one. So. T'Challa, how do you react to, you know, the death of Chadwick Boseman and all the other stuff we were talking about? Personally, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed in 2020 for being so low that it went, that it went back and furthered something it had already done. It went back, all this racial junk, and it went back and made it worse. I, yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just disappointed in humanity, honestly, mm -hmm. for all of this. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that sums up me too. I'm just disappointed in people. I'm, I'm not yeah. really angry. I'm not really sad. I'm just disappointed. I feel I, I I echo that, and I just feel not only just disappointed but tired. Yes. You yeah. know. Um, yeah. Part of me is just like you know I want this to stop. <laughs> I just want to have a normal year. I'm afraid that you know that whole breaking apart might start actually in November, um, if Trump does lose. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm really curious. I mean, I would not be at all surprised if he refuses to admit the loss. And there's so many crazy gun people who support him. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about whether or not there'll be a peaceful transition. Um, there's always been peaceful transitions, no matter how much the people hated each other. Right. I don't, I don't know if it'll be that way, if he'll just hand it over to, to Biden. Um, I'm actually really worried about that. Uh, I, I am too. I mean, when, Growing up in Jamaica, when it was election time, things got a little crazy. So it's like you had to be out of the downtown area at a certain time just for mm -hmm. safety reasons. You know, things are starting to happen in this country that I just thought never would or could. You know, the freedoms that we have compared to maybe some other places. I at least, you know, I loved that. I appreciated that, that for all our faults, we were still free. And I didn't feel like I was living in civil unrest. Um, that, of course, changed when Trump came into office. And I am honestly fearful on election day, you know, depending on whether or not we even know the final results then, because the assumption is that there's going to be a lot, a lot of mail-in votes. Um, uh -huh. the, I am fearful that there will be the individuals who are on the just really wackadoo um they'll feel like you know they they can go crazy i mean because we've seen how trump reacts to people being stupid and hateful and hurtful and you know i think he'll just sit by and watch it happen and again be like well there's good people on both sides bullshit um i am very very concerned about the election this year um yeah in a way that yeah i've never been concerned about before because like when obama first ran i i didn't think like yes it was it's it's certainly historic as far as him being the first black president but i didn't 
I, I just didn't see it as a, like, you know, like something to be overly concerned about. Like it, it felt, um, I don't know. It felt like it was, a, you know, a, an adult type of thing. It wasn't marred in, um, I didn't feel like it was marred so much in, in hate and race and that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, once he left office, and the fact that we went from one extreme, I suppose, for people to the far extreme, yeah. I, I, it really, I guess, started to unearth, well, you know, what are Americans really thinking? <laughs> you know, um, because how could you go from electing the first black president to a person who should never have held any kind of public office? Yeah. Well, and they always talk about how, you know, the, the people who love Trump, they're like, oh, you know, he's just bringing us back after, you know, the most racist president ever. And, and I'm like, what did Obama do? I know. I mean, did he did he build a wall or, you know, to keep the Swedes out from getting in here? I mean, mm-hmm. did the white people coming in? I mean, I don't get what he did that was so racist. I I completely agree with you because it was under his administration where there were more as far as the reform of immigration and all of that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's like what the I I mean again, I know that there are things that Obama did that maybe I wouldn't necessarily agree with. Right. But right. we always look at it in terms of the entire package, the period of time he was in office, what was he able to accomplish? And the fact that he had done so much, and I mean, realizing it now more than before, because, you know, Trump and his administration has just pulled it apart. You know, universal health care, he took the teeth out of it. So what the, I mean, it just, I don't understand how these types of things can can i guess can happen it's all it's funny when when you think about how um different presidential or just different um administrations will put in these for example like climate change stuff and right. that within the, i mean the less than a decade the next person in office can be like screw that we're not doing any of it right and i mean i it just it i don't know i i don't know yeah it's it's just frustrating. So hmm. um, I am, I have not yet fully decided if I'm going to absentee vote um, yeah. or actually go in to, um, to the polls. I mean, my polling place is like five minutes down the road, if at all that. And it's a, a church and I'm like, it's an older church. <laughs> so like you, they do it down in like their basement and you can kind of almost like smell the, bo- the mold in a sense right. but um you know i'm like am i going to if they if they do it kind of like they're doing now with like doctor's offices where it's like okay you check in and then you go back and sit in your car until it's time for you to come out then yeah. that would be cool but um i don't know i don't know if if my going is me being stupid and ignoring the fact that you know covid is still a thing um or me showing that regardless of what's going on in the world, I'm still going to take that time to exercise my right to vote. Yeah. I'm, I haven't decided yet either. Cause there's a part of me that's like, no, I want to go in person mm-hmm. and cast my vote again <laughs> and you know, push the button or pull the lever or whatever the hell it's going to be this time. You know, right. um, there's a part of me that's like, I want to do it in person. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, another part of me is like, you know, 
I don't know. I don't know if I want to stand in line with all these, you know, <laughs> people and that kind that's, of stuff. That's very true. I have something I would like to bring up on this topic. Okay. Speaking of gun-toting fanatics. Yes. You remember the peop- the secret police with the van? Yes, yes. There was, like, just rounding up people. I think it was in Portland or somewhere. Yeah. That, that's, that's to be concerned about, honestly, if you're voting against Trump. You never know how extreme he's going to go. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, that's another one of those things. You know, I never would have pictured a president saying some of the things he says or doing some of the things. Mm-hmm. I never would have pictured an America without true free speech where you have secret police rounding people. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Welcome and to I, America. Yeah. And, and, and basically to have an environment where that on some level it's okay. And it's like, but it's not. And it's like it. It, the problem, obviously, is that it's it starts from the top, and it's like if there's no one who can basically get our own president in line, you know, this is kind of it shows you what it's like when tyrants or whatever are able to wield power, and you know, at a cost that they don't even seem to care about. You know, yeah. it concerns me that I don't feel overall safe in my own country. You know that. You know, I yes, I feel safe in my neighborhood, I guess. But there, at this point now, since Trump, there is that kind of back of my mind thing where it's like, well, am I living in a neighborhood where somebody might rise up and do something crazy? You know, because they feel like they can now. You know, it just, I don't know. It's 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 unsettling. It definitely is. Um, yeah. All right. So, do you have anything? Uh, not incredibly depressing to talk about? <laughs> um, I guess so. I mean, you'll think it's depressing, but uh, I will say that I'm still, we're still actively pay- playing Animal Crossing. So since June, uh, just like till three in the morning. Well, that's only happened like yeah. three times. Um, but so generally speaking, <laughs> we're trying to come up with like, um, a schedule and stuff. I was trying to <laughs> explain that maybe I shouldn't be coming over to y'all's house every single day. But um, since July 24th, is, which is when we, you know, all logged on for the first time, um, I have played every day except for one. Um, I think it was one, t- one day this past week or week before. I just, I was just not feeling well. and I didn't even feel like doing that. But I have been playing the game for over 325 hours. And I am in second place behind my brother. (laughs) So, um, and then Gwen is right there behind me. Um, I have to admit, I've never played. So I can't talk to how fun it is. But I'm I'm not sure I've ever played a game I thought was enough fun to play that many hours. It's, I mean, yeah, we enjoy it. Like, if you, it's hilarious when I look at, because Animal Crossing, of course, didn't originate on the Switch. Um, if you look at the graphics and stuff for it on, um, as it's DS or whatever, on the older systems, both Gwen and I were like, if that had been what we saw White Chocolate playing when we went to the cottage, we would have zero interest in it. Um, it's like looking at the graphics on a, a Nintendo Wii or or even the NES compared to now. Um, it's it's a lot lighter. It's brighter. Um, it's 
I think it's not so much just the game. It's that we all get to, we look at it as, as a treat for the end of the day, at least myself and, and Gwen, since we work, Anthony is still um, on break from obviously the, uh, the, the television industry since they're not back. But um, we use this as an opportunity to say, okay, we're, we're treating ourselves at the end of a long and oftentimes brutal work day. Um, and then the fact that, huh? Can I, can I interrupt for a second? Sure. <laughs> All right. So T'Challa, I don't know if you've realized it, but um, Latoya is part of what, you know, some of us like to call the 1%. <laughs> what were the 1% so, of what? <laughs> so in the past year, right? While the world, I know what the 1% yeah, is. While the world has been ending, right? She has gone to wine tastings, right? <laughs> As you just heard, she went and hung out at the cottage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she has like her f- food delivered to her by servants now, right? Well, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, it's just it, it, there's a lot going on here, and so sometimes when she just casually drops things like you know at the cottage, <laughs> it's like when we were at the uh, the racetrack a few weeks ago, and I wore mm-hmm. my hat, you know. <laughs> Um, it just strikes me sometimes. But I, I get, well, I mean, it's, it's hilarious because, you know, I'm like, I, I'm the most boring person around. So these little specks of highlights is because those are the one, you know, the few things that are going on. Um, unfortunately, I'm rather predictable when it comes to just my, my habits. But yeah, we, at the end of the day, we, um, you know, all get together. And so it's not just in terms of all of us playing together, but during that time we chit chat about our days and what's going on. We get to interact in a way that we hadn't really been doing before. So like the fact that my brother is around is awesome because, you know, he's usually on set for like, I never see him until quite possibly a weekend, you know, if at all that, because he's, you know, he works really crazy hours. So there is fun within the game because you know you try and get to different milestones you recreate you create different ways to basically be in competition with each other um in the game you get to basically island hop so you know depending on whose island has what stuff in their store you'll go over to that island and buy stuff and do stuff and um it's it's just been a really great stress reliever um I certainly never thought that I would just be so inspired to buy a, a gaming console because that's just not, you know, me. But wow. Animal Crossing has, or specifically Animal Crossing New Horizons, um, it's it's different. And it's, I guess for me, that's just what I, I need right now. So I don't so much mind that we've been playing it for well over 300 hours. I think my brother's probably closer to 400 because he uses a second login for a different character so um so yeah but so it's not depressing to me it's my outlet you know i get to spend time with my favorite people um and play a you know a game that there's no violence involved i mean unless you're smacking your villagers with a net or something um or sneezing on them but it's it's I guess it's wholesome fun right now that lets you you know you're in a space where you get to create your island world and you know there is no violence there is no crazy stupid crap there's you know it's it's simple 
And sometimes that's all you really need is something simple. I would not describe this as depressing. Sad, perhaps. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm Nintendo-based mind control. Nintendo-based <laughs> mind control. All right, there you go. Does that sound so, accurate to your experience? What was that? It sounds right to me. I was asking you if that sounded accurate. Nintendo-based um, mind control. Sure, I'll I'll take that. Yeah, I'm drinking that Kool Aid right now, so sure. Well, I mean, you're drinking some kind of Kool Aid. <laughs> well, did you did you? I don't know if you listened back to the last week's episode since you weren't on the show, T'Challa. But you know, I told Barry that I thought that maybe this was the last season. You know, because you know, since you were very adamant about how depressing I am, I'm like, well, why should I even be on the show? I don't have anything to really offer if it's just. Mostly, I'm <laughs> well, you gotta keep in mind too, right? I mean, <clears throat> you know, obviously people love me because of my upbeat nature and sense right. of humor. Yeah. But um, she actually has. <laughs> you know, I have to have someone to play off of. That's that's true. I do make it easy for you. That's I mean, true. It, it's low hanging fruit right there. Yeah, you, you know, so. when you were hanging out at the cottage and so forth. <laughs> so. so um, so Kay was home last weekend. He surprised me and arrived early on Thursday, um, which was really nice because that just never happens. So I did start watching television again. Um, so since our last show, I've only watched about 43 hours of TV, which, you know, is low for me. Um, right. So I got caught up on Lucifer. Um, I think it's I can't remember if this is the last season. Well, they're, they're splitting it. I've noticed that Netflix has been doing this thing lately, which I'm not always thrilled with, where they'll take a series and split it in half, you know, like a season and say, OK, if if it has 16 episodes, they're going to show you eight. They're going to let you wait a couple months and then give you the rest. Um, I think they're doing that with Lucifer because they had eight, I think, is available. But the season is longer than that. But I can't remember if this is the last season. I know they were talking about that. Um, and Kay finds, I don't know how he finds these different things to watch. We ended up watching this series together called Biohackers. Um, I think I it was, that. huh? I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's, um, I, I don't know if they were German or Swedish or so. Anyway, it was dubbed, obviously. Um, it was actually kind of interesting because the premise of that show was that someone, um, this doctor or whatever had been conducting experiments on children in their youth and all the children ended up dying except for one they were trying to create basically a human that could fight off any kind of disease and never got sick that kind of thing uh -huh. um it was it was just interesting you know because obviously when you think about the things that we deem ethical and not um a lot of the issues that we'll have to more acutely um deal with in the future that for now is still funny sci-fi kind of stuff you know right um so that one was good it was six episodes and and i don't know if there's gonna be a season two i don't know i, don't know. I just watch stuff and track it last week tonight of course with john oliver uh there were three episodes in our dvr so i watched that um another one of my dubbed series a spanish language one uh, high seas uh, that was six episodes, their season three, which I believe is their last. Uh, Netflix did cancel them. Uh, Becoming Champions it was a, is a sports documentary series um, about the World Cup. 
And I think it's interesting to that in the entire span of the World Cup, I think that they were saying only eight countries have won. Yeah. And so each one of the episodes um, were was basically on each country and them winning. So it was a lot of um, subtitles since right. most of them are not English speaking countries. <laughs> um, I, of course, watched or we watched the Umbre- Umbrella Academy season two. Have you? We um, no, we watched a few episodes of season one, but we haven't watched it in a few weeks. What? Okay, so season two was good. I'm certainly looking forward to season three. There's ten episodes in the season. Um, I watched the ending of Marvel's Marvel's Agents of Shield. As you know, it, this this was the last season, season seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so we watched. I think it was like four episodes, uh, and. Uh, the ending was it was decent. Um, I was glad that I wasn't sobbing through the end. Um, I was saddened, but the way they ended it was kind of um, upbeat and optimistic, which was nice, <laughs> but not right. overly so. You know, not unrealistically so. Um, and then we did so. You know, we have this this uh, guilty pleasure of watching like teen movies. So we had previously watched Kissing Booth. And then um, since there's Kissing Booth 2 that's out, we went back and watched the first one before watching the second. Um, but that was, that was the entirety of our television um, watching for this past weekend. Gotcha. Um, I've been you? re-watching things. For the- oh, dude, um, there's so much stuff out there. Why do you re-watch or re-read? Or, well, okay, re-read, I understand, but more so the rewatching. I don't get so, it. So, you know, I've been rewatching American Horror Story and back up to about halfway through season three. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Uh, it's my favorite season. It's uh, Coven. Um, right. Fun. Um, and that's a great year. That's the year that. Um, Is it Gaga was on that year or which season was she on? Well, you still have um, Jessica Lang on there. Mm-hmm. You have, it was awesome. Um, yeah. You have um, Angela Bassett's. That's her first season. Ah, okay. Um, that's the first season that um, Kathy Bates is mm-hmm. on. Love her. Um, and then, of course, Stevie Nicks guest stars. Mm. So it's just it's just one hell of a season. Uh, all the women on the show, uh, the, the male actors, they're like very much background figures. One of them has his tongue cut out, so he never talks. Another one's like, you know, a zombie, so he doesn't talk either. And uh, so it's just all. Was it like at the beginning of the Me Too movement or something? (laughs) No, it's before all that. Oh, wow. Okay. I I think somebody just woke up one day and said, wow, we have all these great female actors on this show. Let's let them go at each other. Right. And let's put men in their place. Yeah. Cut out the tongue. (laughs) Yeah. Let's just, you know, have the men in the background. Right. Um, Which is the way it should be. A lot of women have been treated over the years. Yeah. Um, so it's just is a, a great season. Um, I'm also, you know, still going through Glee. Yes. Uh, pretty much at the end of season two. Uh, okay. So. Uh, so you're it, not quite yet at where they basically jump the shark. So you're good. I think it lasts six seasons. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure at what point everybody goes, but um, but yeah, it's still most of the original folks. Okay. Um, then I have been rewatching Reno 911. Um, you know, they're bringing that back. Yeah, I saw that pop up on my app and I thought it was a mistake because I was like, Reno 911, what? <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've been going back and watching the old episodes. Which I, I love was- that show. That was yeah. so awesome. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and then what else have I been watching? I've been, I've, I went ahead and moved on to season three of um, 911. Mm-hmm. That's new to me. Okay, so the flagship, not stupid Reno, whatever, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, Lone Star. Lone Star, whatever, yes. Yeah, no, I'm watching season three of 911, and, and it's, it's been good. Uh, mm-hmm. And then another Angela Bassett show. Yes. I did watch something uh, for the first time the other night. I watched uh, Letters to Juliet. Really? Yeah, That's an old movie. I, I don't think I watched it, but I mean, I know what you're talking about. You should. I mean, it's got Amanda, I don't know how you say your last name, Siegfried or Seyfried or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's always cute as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in it. And I didn't recognize it. Well, though, um, I think it's Vanessa Redgrave is in it. Oh, okay. Um, or maybe Lynn Redgrave. I let, me, let me check. Yeah. <laughs> but one of them is in it. Um, but that movie was really, really sweet. It was really good. Really? Um, yeah, it's it's very much a chick flick. Okay, twenty ten. Yeah. It. I enjoy it. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. I didn't see it, but I like I said, definitely knew as soon as you said it. Um. Yeah, Vanessa Redgrave. Okay. Yeah, I I think I think you should watch it. Um. Don't make Kay watch it. It just you know he wouldn't enjoy it. But um. <laughs> I think I think you would enjoy. It. You would be surprised at some of the things he's willing to watch. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I'm sure he would watch it. I have no doubt of that. Yeah, he'd just be in the room. He wouldn't really be watching it. He'd be on Facebook yeah. while I had um, it on. I did I did enjoy it. Um, and Ju- uh, T'Challa and I have been watching the new Star Trek series, Lower Decks. Um, it's the first Star Trek animated series. Really. Um. So yeah, every episode is thirty minutes, and it's very much a comedy. Okay. It's about the guys who work like the midnight shift, uh, <laughs> you know, and so they all like live together in bunks actually in the lower decks. That's actually a really cool premise because yeah, you only see what the, like the lead character is typically like the captain and stuff. And right. that's during regular time of the day. They have to go to sleep at some point. So, yeah. So these are the other guys. <laughs> oh, so yeah. cool. Yeah. And, uh, and the first episode we were both kind of like, Hmm. But the second one was better than the first, and the third one's better than that. And so we're four episodes in now, and it's really growing on you. It's a CBS All Access show. Mm-hmm. It's one of those, they, they have an episode a week. Got it. So, uh, but yeah, I think we're both enjoying that. Uh, T'Challa said last night it was by far his favorite Star Trek show. Oh, cool. So I'll have to maybe check that out. Yeah. I'm curious, because, yeah, it's, it's a completely different story. None of the Star Trek series are quite, that's not really their... Right. Yeah. Completely, completely different, and it's it's funny, mm-hmm. um, and the new characters are starting to grow on me. Um, and there's the occasional reference to like people from other shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's like kind of an Easter egg involving uh, Miles O'Brien. Okay. Um, and they reference Deanna Troy, I think, in one of the episodes. Um, that kind of thing. Mm. But. Yeah, it's 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 worth checking out. Um, Just trying to see who are the voice actors are. If there's anybody I notice, oh, mmm, mmm, Barry, mmm. Okay. One of the cast members is your least favorite actor. Oh, I know, I know. Okay, yeah. I was every like, time I, <laughs> yeah. every time I see his name in the credits, I just like I don't know. Want to punch somebody? <laughs> I don't know who's playing, and I don't want to know. Okay, I will not ruin that for you then. 
because then I would like hear him every time I see that character. And, um, and so far we put together his voice with who it is. I, I suspect who it is, but I don't want to know. So, so on the day I really want to piss you off, I need to just tell you which character he plays. There you go. So who do you think he plays? Um, so there's this guy, I forget his name. He's like the main male character. Um, I think it's him. Um, okay. Let me look to see the name of the character. It was something weird. It's hard to pronounce. Yeah. Um, I okay. thought it was Brad Bomer. Okay. But I see that it is not. Oh, now you see who he plays. Weaver? No, I just saw who was playing. Okay. No, O'Connell plays Jack Ransom. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't even going to tell you or give you any indication. I just wanted to hear who you thought it was. So now you're, I'm, I know you're stewing right now. That anger is starting oh, to okay. boil up. Oh, okay, wait. All right, so yeah, T'Challa. He plays the jackass first officer. <laughs> okay, that makes perfect that, sense. Right, well, yes, there you go. And you were saying that. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> okay. But anyway, I would check it out if I were you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually genuinely interested. Not even the opening I mean, credits. The mm-hmm. opening credits are a direct parody of the opening credits to Voyager. Oh, awesome. We we're always the most, the most beautiful opening credits. Mm-hmm. It's like that part where they pass over the, the, the ice, you know, planet and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, in this one, they pass over the top of the ice planet and knock down one of the, you know, tips of the ice mountains. <laughs> that kind of stuff. That's so cool. Yeah. So I see that it's apparently it's twenty two episodes. Wow. Okay. Wow. I didn't see yeah. that's like an old school Star Trek season there. Yep, it's twenty two. Wow. So I'm guessing how many have they There's only been four episodes released. Released, okay. Because you know with IMDB sometimes it's like you get extra information depending on who's updating their their um right. their stuff. So like right now it shows that Jerry O'Connell's only in four episodes. But there is a couple all four so far. Right. But then there's a couple that show them as in ten episodes. So I'm like, you know, again, depending on who's doing the update. Um, hmm. Okay. I am um I am definitely interested. I'm assuming they're like twenty something minute yeah. episodes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I, I'll I mean, even though I don't have CBS all ask access, I can in fact get that. Um, yeah. you know, watch them. <laughs> right yeah i know you have your ways i do have my ways just like i said like in animal crossing where it's like i am the connect the distro is a chinese they come onto my island and drop the stuff i need then they're out <laughs> so wow. Same, just like your husband he comes onto your island he drops out the things you need and then he's out he doesn't even do that what's she talking about <laughs> <laughs> But but yeah, so that's cool. I will. I I actually am curious about watching um, Lower Decks. I, I do want to see that. And then the fact exactly. that it's animated seems kind of cool. Yeah, and like I said, definitely you know hang in there after the first episode because I was I was like I don't know because they're all new characters and it's mm-hmm. so short and you know and even I'll I'll have to admit after four episodes I still don't remember most of the characters' names. Mm-hmm. I just go oh yeah you know she's the you know, the, the, the trill, you know, or she's, mm-hmm. the, or, you know, um, so I'm, I'm having trouble remembering their names. Um, I mean, so- I would think that once you're further in, cause if it's going to be 22 episodes, then by the time that you're midway through, I think you'll start to 
really? Oh, he was in one episode. Now I was looking at some other names that I recognize. Um, what is it? Hallie Joel Osment was in one episode, his voice. Huh. You know who that is, right? Oh, yeah, I know who she is. But he yeah. is. Oh, yeah, I know who Haley Joel Osment is. That's from uh, okay. Sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he was apparently in one, voiced one, or was in one episode. Um, hmm, okay. Yeah. Um, Joey, what's the name of the green girl? I thought you said that neither of us know the name. I think her name is Tindy. The her character's name? Yeah, I think her last name is Tindy. T-I-N-D-I or something. Anyways, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see who. Yes, Ensign Tendy. Yeah, yeah, she's my favorite character. Yeah, it shows that the person who plays it is Noelle Wells, and uh, she's listed as 10 episodes. So I, I guess she'll be around for a while. <laughs> Huh. Yeah. Well, yes, I'll, I will definitely have to um, check that one out. Okay. So just keep in mind, I guess it's like Parks and Rec, where the first episode, you're like, what the, mm, and then you just kind of oh, go through it. Uh, yeah, you know, that was like that whole first, first season. season. Well, the first, yeah, first season, seven yeah. episodes, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's that's really cool. So anything else going on? Um, um, so there's a new, or, huh? well, yeah, I'm not done. So there's a new <laughs> song out this week yes oh i forgot uh, yeah with, Gomez. yes i i was gonna i didn't listen to it like i read about it on p on my entertainment app the day before it, it dropped um and then i had forgotten yesterday and was working how is it is it really good um i like it mm -hmm. but it to me it to me it's still not as good as like the stuff that was off the last blackpink album okay you know, like kill this love and stuff mm -hmm. like that. that to me is like epic. Um, but you remember like the Gady, Lady Gaga song that they did? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, Hard Candy, I think was what it was. Um, it's a, to me, it's about that level. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, they are. Blackpink is my niece's favorite group. Like even in Animal Crossing, her character's name is Lisa because that's her favorite. That's my favorite is Lisa. Of course. Lisa's <laughs> my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, it's, have it's to tell her that's my favorite too. Yes, I will have to tell her that. But she is in love with Blackpink. Anything Blackpink. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, look, I look for Blackpink stuff all the time, and occasionally I'll be playing it at school. You know, and students. It's only like one student per class. Mm -hmm. It'll be like, you know, is this Blackpink? And I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> I um yeah I enjoy Blackpink stuff I I need to be better about keeping up with it I guess but you know and I also really like Ava Max which you introduced me to I believe yeah. as well so and her album her first album is actually supposed to come out in September um so is it like all the what stuff she's already released yeah so okay. it's like all the stuff she's already released and then like I think a couple of two or three new tracks cool like I would I would get it oh yeah I will her newest song came out a couple of weeks ago Who's Laughing Now um and it's okay i don't know if i've heard it yeah probably like not. i mean on the radio I get, alerts. I get alerts from spotify whatever oh okay yeah yeah i don't i haven't i didn't have her tagged as a favorite artist for am with amazon because you know it tells me like i think even today or yesterday it was saying something about there's new music from Katy perry or something but yeah um, i listened I to the new Katy perry album oh uh, it's a whole album i didn't hell yeah. I mean, you see how clueless i am so I only, um only saved two of the songs mm, okay um i listened to the the new um taylor swift which i know has been out for like a month yeah i did hear that one 
when it when she gave me the alert i was like okay you know play the song and and, and the album was okay it seems like one that maybe if i listened to over and over again would grow on me yeah i, I agree definitely with not you. a 1989 right no 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 i i would agree with you but then whenever because there are times where i just tell my dot to you know play it taylor swift songs and i'm like man there's so many of her songs that i really like you know yeah. that just you know regardless of what kanye and his stupid ass says um you know i do think that she i mean she's great on in her own right you know she is i think every single album she's at least had hits on every single album which not everybody can say about their own you know stuff yeah. um and she's certainly more mainstream i i don't the only Kanye West song I know is what Goldinger and Stronger or something, whatever. Um, right. You know, she's she's certainly more um, radio playable. <laughs> um, but yeah, with Ava Max, you know, they're just they're playing right now Sweet But Psycho on just radio. Um, mm. But yeah, I just I, I don't know. I really like I do really like her. Yeah, and you know, I, we talked about this years ago about the way the british would do it a lot where they were released just single right rachel stevens is the example right yeah yeah and um and i think that's the wave of the future here i yeah i think it makes sense i mean although i do wonder when they do finally you know how much in demand is it when they're going to basically press the cd to say okay well here's the collection of the whatever you know by that time i would assume people would have already bought the singles you know yeah so but yeah i mean eventually cds will only be for those hardcore collectors who <laughs> yeah. want to have a physical thing you know yes i wouldn't be surprised if eventually people stop doing albums at all mm-hmm. at least songs oh i can see it like in our our lifetime when we're like sitting in our rockers where you know it'll be kind of like you know they'll they'll say oh i'm doing a full album and it this is the theme or whatever and they'll think that it's so retro to do <laughs> a themed album or just having an album or whatever um but i mean i do i like that that you know like with ava max stuff like that where it's just kind of these one-offs but mm-hmm. being old school like you you know i like to know okay they're going to release this album on this date and i get to then enjoy all of the music that you know the the other songs that weren't the you know the, the singles they released before the the album release so because um, i mean I, artists i really like i mean there's always things that were never released as a single mm-hmm, true love you know very true i mean my so favorite they, song it was never a hit <laughs> you know well, I mean, and that's just it. It's assuming that they still maintain that, oh, with an album, you're still going to get some extra stuff. Right. And as long as the extra stuff is special, because sometimes the extra stuff is just shit they throw on there. Right. You it's know? Yeah. Yes. And so, so yeah. Um, hmm, okay. But so I'll have to off. listen to it then. What you got going on? Uh, what you mean? <laughs> well, I mean, you were on the... You well, know. you haven't. You weren't on the show last week. Last week was, I guess, the first time that you were you headed back to school for this school year. Um, I know you're not in a classroom, but how has yeah, it he been? Is. He is in a classroom. Oh, oh, oh! Sorry. Okay. Well, yeah. Tell us what's been going on there. What kind of precautions and safety measures have they put in place for you? <laughs> Masks are mandatory. Every classroom has giant, like, gallon jugs of hand sanitizer. <laughs> required to use when entering and leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We haven't had any cases at my school yet. Do they take your temperature when you come to school in the morning? No, but you're supposed to at home. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they're going to trust people to, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. That's, that's like the only, that's the only not really a precaution they've taken. Okay. Like, I think they're doing really well with it, considering that they're, you know, just as disorganized as every other school system. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, it's great to know that, yeah, you've been at school for over a week now and that there's no new cases to nope. have cropped up. So There have been several cases at other schools. Right. But I think some of that has to do with the pre-stuff, kind of like you were saying, oh, they, they're just going to trust you to check your temperature at home. People aren't doing that. <laughs> so um i think i wish that they were more preventative in that way where basically once you got to school everyone had to you know your temperature yeah. had to be checked um, but i mean at least they're doing some cool stuff as far as you know actually having you you know requiring the masks and using the hand sanitizer do you guys sit further apart now um yes classes are smaller Fortunately, I'm in the smallest class in the school, which is nice. the gift, like the very gifted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like clarification, not just gifted, but the very gifted. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's two, there's two gifted classes. There's the gifted class, and then there's the exceptionally gifted. <laughs> wow. Class. There's the gifted class, and then there's the class that the administrators know to make sure it gets out of the building if it catches on fire. Got it. Right, because that's that, what the, the statistics are attached to. There's, there's, there's the gifted <laughs> class, and then there's the class that you really want to take your surveys. Okay, yeah. okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Like it, that Kuchala kid's not here for testing. We got to push it back. Yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, when in when I was in school, there was only just the one gifted. I, the, we, there was not a further distinction or whatever. Um, they, but, they don't. They don't actually distinguish it. However, but it's like we all know. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're the smallest class. I mean, well, that's pretty awesome, though. How many are in your class? It used to be fourteen, but then they added in some more because it was just. So, too small. Too small. Wow, I wish I was just... So they actually imported some of the people from the other gifted class. So now Oh, they diluted the... Oh! <laughs> now, now it's 26. Now oh, there wow. Now few people, I'm kind of wondering, how? <laughs> how are they... Well, they may I don't be, mean to be rude. I'm just kind of confused. They as may be gifted in one specific area. Yes, that's it. Still... <laughs> Yeah, that happens sometimes. You'll have somebody who's just not, they don't seem kind of weird, but, you know, when you put them on a math test, they, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah, I mean, that's what's important. Yeah, they could just be single subject gifted. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, so you feel comfortable, though, with the precautions that they do have in place, and what about, what do they do about lunches? Is it where they you eat in your classroom, or how does that work? Uh, we eat We eat in our classrooms. And, you know, since we're already spaced apart, I, I think it's pretty good. I'm not really afraid of getting COVID. Okay. Honestly, I have, I doubt that I'll get it, especially with all the precautions. I, they're really doing really well. I'm, I, I have to say kudos to them because they're doing better than, in my opinion, the rest of the school system who has cases. Mm-hmm. So. 
that's cool. That's cool. I mean, definitely I keep us posted. Well, keep us posted because I mean, this is certain. I mean, this is huge. Obviously, we've never really lived in a in a world where you know this type of thing has happened, where m many kids are actually at home rather than in school in the classroom, and you know, with this whole health epidemic, the fact that there are still people who are going to school, and and um, it's a very new normal. So yes, uh, there's one thing I wanted to discuss before we wrap up. That sounds very ominous. Have either of you seen the video for the new Cardi B and Megan the Stallion song, WAP? No, but I've heard stuff about it. Is it the one where um, Carly uh, Jenner or whatever? Yeah, she is walks also, through at one point. And people were like all mad about it and stuff yeah. or whatever. Um, I mean, no, all, I've not I've, seen it. Okay. You need to watch the video and you need to give me your reaction next week. It. Okay, so I need to watch, what do you, it's called, the song is called WAP? Yeah, do you know what WAP stands for? Uh, why would I know? I'm on so on okay. so All right, so, all right, I'm going to tell you, it's W-A-P. Right, yeah. It stands for Wet Ass Pussy. Oh, my God. All right, the video itself is one of the most over-the-top things I've ever seen. You know, there's a movie called This Is Spinal Tap. Yes, mm-hmm. And it makes fun of a fictitious heavy metal band by basically taking like all the heavy metal tropes and like pushing it to like 11, right? Oh my gosh. This video, WAP, I have to say, takes every trashy female rapper trope, mm -hmm. one video and one song. Why do you want us to watch? And dials it up to eleven because I think it is so, it's so absurd. Even when I discuss it with you know my students, it is so absurd that I think it bears talking about. I will say this: in the first ten seconds, uh, you see that they have a gold bust of a woman's boobies, okay, from which water shoots from the nipples. Hmm. Well, at least right? it's water, but okay. That's the classiest thing in the video. Oh Damn. my gosh. Wow. You should see it from there. I'm afraid. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a whole a, a Cardi B person in general, but um, I will definitely check that out then. And I'll have to watch it maybe like the day yeah. we're going to record. <laughs> yeah. I'm some... even more disappointed in humanity. <laughs> Why did you mention this? Well, you have I've to keep lost in mind faith in the human race. You have to keep in mind who I teach a lot, right? Yeah. So, you know, for instance, the other day somebody said, "I can't believe you listen to Megan the Stallion," and I was like, "You know, look, I was watching Megan the Stallion videos when she was just rapping in her car." <laughs> All right. Last year, I was watching these Megan the Stallion videos and talking about them with the kids and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Now that she's suddenly a star and doing things with Cardi B, it's like, hey. Me and Megan, you know. We go, go way back. Way back. <laughs> you know. And so I have to have, like, favorite rappers, you know, because it, you know, that I can talk about with them. Um, you know, I like Leighton Green. She's actually my favorite female rapper right now. And um, so when I mentioned that the other day, somebody asked me what my favorite song was, and I told them, blame on me. And, um, and she actually wrote me a little note afterwards talking about how that was her favorite song, too. Aww. It's a song about how Layton's father wasn't there when she was growing up mm -hmm. and herself. And this student told me that, you know, her father was also not there for her. And that a lot of the things she says in the song really, you know, applies to her. And so 
she appreciated, you know. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so you got to be able to, you know, relate. I mean, yes, it, that certainly makes sense for um, for the industry and the, the career that you have chosen for yourself. I'm okay with not means, knowing stuff at this point. Sometimes that means I have to watch WAP. <laughs> so our required reading or viewing yeah. for the next show is WAP. Okay. Yeah. I'll probably make... I'll probably make T'Challa watch it as soon as the show is over, and then he's not, I don't know, he may not speak to me the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I, I could believe that. Well, I'm going to wait until... I believe that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wait until, like, before the next episode so that it could be fresh in my mind, because I know that I'll want to, you know, say something, and I like it when it's in the moment. So, um, I will watch WAP then. So, I guess with that said, it's a WAP. Yeah, it's a WAP. Wow. <laughs> wow i mean hey you know i'm not known for this stuff you're the one who has the classy well, I, you know, my first thought was wow that is like a white person's joke it is <laughs> <laughs> well i mean and considering that you're talking about all this stuff with the rapping i'm like god you continue to show you are so much much blacker than i am you know because i'm like yeah. when you talk about people i'm like who the hell is that you know <laughs> So, uh, we were doing some um what is it i guess race reversal there or whatever but okay yeah <laughs> so i guess until next time this has been barry latoya and T'Challa. bye <laughs>